Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning. Welcome to another edition of the Northland Sports Page. It's Brian Boudholm. It's Dave Cook. It is Saturday. It is a good time to say we're sorry because if you were anticipating 30 more minutes of Dave Sinekin and 30 more minutes of worshiping Green Bay, I want to say I'm sorry in a multifaceted way. I'm sorry that you're not going to get that, and I'm sorry that you anticipated that, because welcome to the Northland Sports Page. Good morning, Dave Cook. Yeah, you know, sometimes Cindy's interested uh, to listen to, and sometimes he talks. So, um, wow. Well, John's no, fired early. I, I, I like many of the takes. I, I get so tired. What did he say today that we kind of roll? Well, I'm going to sit down. With it's, a, it's not so much what he says, can, it's the way he says and it. And then Monday night, my Packers well, are back with yeah, the vlog. Back in prime time, I'm going to watch my squad. Yep, yep. I didn't know he has ownership, but that's a whole other story yes, because does. all the Packer 100%. fans, they have their little fake certificates. And you know what? That's probably fair when we talk about Green Bay love affair is that they own the team. So I guess you can have that love affair. you got your stock on the wall. And Absolutely. You know, when we say we, it's legit. Right. But you know what? Because I've said I hate when people say don't say we because you're not on the team. I go, yeah, we'll let people get away with that. You know who usually says don't say we? Packer fans. You know who says we? Most often, Packer French fans. Well, that too. <laughs> yes, we we. But we are the Northland Sports Page. Yes, Brian Prudhomme, Dave we are. Cook. We are nothing without our great sponsors. We do have a fantastic group of sponsors, Brian. We'll start with Mike Regan at the Christensen Group Insurance, uh, Comfort Systems, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Pier B Resort, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Avenue Forty Five, the Blackwoods Group, including their locations on London Road in Proctor, in Two Harbors. Blackwater, right downtown, and Tavern on the Hill. Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Krauss, Heating and Cooling, your carrier, carrier, your carrier, HVAC authorized dealer, OAR Holdings, Hoops Brewing, and the OG Arola Architecture Studio. You know, Brian, I had friends over yesterday. You did? And they were talking, yes, they came over to pity party the knee. Nice. Thank God The road for recovery that. is good. You look much better today than you did last Saturday. Mentally. It's a mental injury right well, now. Well, but I'll tell you what, mental exerts into physical for you because... Like I said, you just look a little more chipper today than you did a week ago. Well, I appreciate that. Anyways, they they got there at 1230, and they I had a game at, at 3, so I had to be there at 2. Right. So they were gone at about 130, and they said, where should we go to lunch? And I said, we should go to Blackwoods. And they said, oh, that's right. I could go to the one on 26. I said, listen, you could go to Tavern right over there. They yeah. said, no, we want to go to Blackwoods. I said, well, hold on here a second. You need to understand that Blackwoods has all kinds of places, including the Martini Bar right downtown at Blackwater. Blackwater, one of my favorites. And so they actually stayed a little bit later because they wanted to try that as well. So nice. they went to Blackwoods on 26th, uh, and then they went to uh, Blackwater basically on the way out. He doesn't drink, but she wanted a martini, and that's nice. where they went. Tell you what, if they could have got a deserted tavern, you pull off the trifecta, that would have been perfect. No doubt. But I'll tell you the most interesting part of everything you just said you segued off the last sponsor, Pier B. which is excellent. They're hitting all of our sponsors as best they can. But the most interesting part of everything you just said was you segued off the last sponsor you mentioned, which was our OG, Arola Architecture Studio. And you said Arola Architecture Studio and said, you know, Brian, I had friends over yesterday. And I thought, wow, he's going to have friends over that need architectural help. And he's like, I had friends over that wanted to go to lunch. And I was like, did they go with Ryan? I wasn't sure I, where you were going. I did learn something, though, that Arola is probably going to giggle at. So they're moving to Dallas, my friends. And uh, they they were saying how much more housing was. And I was like, well, why is that more expensive? Because the uh, it doesn't seem like it should be more. And they said, because we have basements, right? Uh, we never really consider, um, you know, how many square footage, how much square footage that is. They said, but when they move to Dallas and there's no basement, the houses they have, they have to buy this gigantic house just to have a laundry, right? Just to have all this other stuff. And I was thinking, you needed Ryan Arola to come down and help maximize your space. Yes. Meanwhile, we needed Ryan Arola just to have a show all these years. He kept us afloat during COVID. The toughest era for us, the toughest era in the football season is the stretch run here. And we started this show poking fun at Dave Sinekin and his 
unhealthy level of worship for the Green Bay Packers. But I'll tell you what, he's got a point because his team is very much back in the mix. They are. And it all started Sunday night when they pulled off the upset at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. That's a game where if you don't like the Packers, I think you had it as an L for the team at Lambeau, and it wasn't. And now we're all kind of on alert. Yeah, we are because it looks like their kid quarterback is starting to figure it out, and that's right. just what we needed as Vikings fans. Is Green Bay to find another quarterback? Right, because you know they're so accustomed to struggling at the quarterback right. position. Exactly. Oh wait, Correct. they have no idea what that even means. Yeah. So it is interesting because the end of that game with the Chiefs for the Packers was interesting because the officiating just took the two minute drill off. It seemed like, and then and then for the NFL to come out and defend the calls or no calls and say it was correct. I understand having your people's back. I do get that. But I don't know how you do that with a straight face if you're the NFL. And it wasn't that it was pro one team. There were calls missed on both sides. It was what we would call, and we'll keep it radio safe here, an all-encompassing bleep show. It, uh, it, but you made a good point when you said, you know, it's, it's one thing when you got, um, you know, when you've got people on your back, because that's exactly what uh, Kansas City was going to say. MVS, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I agree but again, I don't dislike Green Bay, right? I, I get Which is frustrated. one of the few spots that we differ. I, I get frustrated with their fans, and I. But I, I mean, you got to tip your hat because if that's a Vikings game, they get beat right. because Harrison Smith is that guy, and he gets a 15-yard, you know, automatic first down pass interference, we lose. Absolutely, but the interesting part of what you just said there is you said, I don't dislike Green Bay. I get frustrated with their fans and the fan behavior. That's why we started again poking fun at the, the head G, self-proclaimed Dave Sinekin. But that's exactly why I start to dislike Green Bay, because their fans just, they're on top of the world no matter what happens. Nothing's ever been their fault. Yeah, no, that, that's 100% true. Even, even their ability to erase... 1977 through Brett Favre yeah, right? is is skillful. You know, nobody talks about MacArthur Lane. It's it's amazing how that works. I was going to say the difference between my childhood and my high school years is nobody had to care about the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. It was the Chicago Bears that you worried about, but the Packers are definitely back. Oh, yeah. And then the other piece to the equation is before all their fans are going, "What do you mean? I thought we were friends, Brian." I got a lot of Packer fan friends. Oh yeah, 100%. And they're great the other eight and a half months of the year. Without question. <laughs> But watching the end of that Green Bay versus Kansas City game really got me thinking, if you don't have a dog in this fight, and you can decide as Vikings fans like we are, if we did or not, because we didn't want Green Bay to win, obviously, but did you really have a dog in the fight? But as I'm watching it and I'm watching the officials blatantly miss calls or no calls against each team, I'm wondering what the NFL casuals are thinking because you've got one team that very recently in the Chiefs, has a narrative of, quote, getting all the calls. And one team that over the past half decade, with a guy named Rodgers, got plenty of calls as well. So suddenly nobody did. You know, you made a really good point. Um, is Kansas City where Green Bay was at about the fifth year of the Favre yes. run? Um, because or prime Rodgers. Well, no, here's why I say Favre, because everybody likes Mahomes. Like, I don't think everybody liked Rodgers. Everybody no, liked Favre. Yeah. You know, Favre was the good old boy. And so I think everybody liked Favre. I think everybody loves Mahomes. At some point, are we going to get Mahomes fatigue? Like, we got Favre fatigue. That's actually a really good point. But I, I think that I think that you're right. You know, if you are watching a game and you don't have a dog in a fight and you dislike both teams, like, what are you watching? Like, I told you I listen to the NBA at night because the constant of the game you know, helps me relax, right? But at 9 o'clock, I mean, you better like the Sacramento Kings and you better be okay with Golden State because... Well, unless your goal is to go to sleep. Because if you don't like anything, you're just going to go, well, I'll nod off and this will be background noise. Yeah, but you that's can't why, listen to some but, of those but teams. Dave, that's why we're on at 10 in the morning instead of 10 at night. Otherwise, we become background yeah, noise and put folks to sleep. 100% true. But you made an interesting point talking about what if you don't like either team. Because I did think there's got to be people watching this that when the Chiefs didn't get a call they needed, going, good, because they always get them. And if the Packers, you know, didn't get a call or Mahomes got helped on that one, good, because Green Bay always gets the calls. So what's it like to dislike two teams in a game? I don't think it happens too often where you're going, man, I can't stand either one. But we're going to talk about that today in general. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, with the NFL, it's interesting because if it's a Sunday, you have choices. But if it's a Sunday night or a Monday or a Thursday or whatever the heck else they play, if it's Black Friday, right. and you have one 
uh, one game. I mean, what do you do if you hate them both? And the problem is, is the two teams that I'm like, ugh, they play all the time, Brian. Right. And I don't like the word hate too much, but I think it's important that we drive home the point of dislike. Yes. Because that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about two teams that kind of bore you because you mentioned Black Friday and the league did do that this year. And I know Miami's offense is pretty exciting, but the Black Friday game was Miami and the Jets. And I watched maybe three downs of it because I went, I don't know that I'm intrigued by either one of these teams too much. Now, fantasy football changes that a little, but there are teams that bore you. That's different. These are teams that you don't want to see be successful. Right, because in in Miami's case, they're fun to watch. They are. Their coach is going to irritate us in no end in about yeah, two years. Yeah, but he looks like he belongs on the Big Bang Theory, so I'm entertained by all of it. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. You mentioned when it's Sunday night, you don't have a choice, and, and Monday night's two. There's either one game or two. Thursday night's as well, I guess, because yep. the NFL just branches into every day. But Sunday night especially because I almost could have. We might as well, because we've talked so much football, start with the two teams that we don't want to see yep. successful in the NFL first. We're going to go sport by sport today as our opening topic. I almost could have taken this Sunday night's game because it's the Eagles and the Cowboys, and I went, can they both lose? You know, And I don't think they're my top two because – you just heard how the show started. It's Green Bay Packers are number one with a bullet for me. I got to think about number two a little bit. But I could have gone down the path of this Sunday night's game because the Eagles, that coach bugs me. The Cowboys, yeah. that fan base bugs me because that fan base knows no geographical boundary. Yeah, Dallas is on my list as well. I, and and Dallas, the team, isn't a team that I, you know, if if they're the if they're the only team left standing, and right. Again, I I will not not cheer for Dallas, but I, I could like if they play anybody but Green Bay, pretty much I am I am against Dallas unless they're playing San Francisco. That's your number one of the bullet, uh, and, and that's a team I love watching right now. Well, right now maybe they're fine. I'm talking about disliking. you didn't like the Rice Montana. I, did, I didn't. I haven't liked them since then. Okay, like the minute Dwight Clark made that catch and everybody started fawning over sure. San Francisco, it's been like checked out for me. Um, but yeah, Dallas is hard to like. Like you can have players that you like. I was like, just going to ask like that. Mark- what, if, what if you broke it down to individuals? Because I enjoyed watching Emmett Smith. I was a Barry Sanders fan above Emmett for sure, and probably Walter Payton maybe above both. But I liked Emmett. Michael Irvin was talented as an analyst. I kind of eye roll everything that I he liked says. Dion, but he was fine. Yeah, love Dion. Bo and Dion were athletic icons of a generation. There's a lot of players that have played for Dallas that. I'm going, I like him. Now take that star off your helmet and I'll like it a little bit more. <laughs> that, you know, I, I you sat, just convinced me, by the way, you've campaigned. Dallas is my number two. I didn't I, know going in. Green I Bay won Dallas two. I sat in this chair three years ago and I said, you know, I know the Vikings don't need a linebacker, but Micah Parsons is the best player in this draft. Right. And he's going to be there when they draft. And so I like him because I like to say, I know one little thing about the draft in the last 10 years. And he was the guy. Um, but yeah, I... I Here's the problem for me. San Francisco, like I said, San Francisco and Dallas play every year all the time. And it's a Thanksgiving game or it's one of those games you that the only thing you get to watch. And so and I don't drink. And so I have to sit there sober and watch that game. You don't have to, but you're making a, a personal <laughs> choice and that's fine. But the interesting part is so Dallas, you've convinced me to make it my number two. It's your number two as well. My number one, anybody who's met me for more than 30 seconds probably knows that Green Bay is my number one with a bullet. Number one for you is the Niners. But as you say, you don't want a team to be successful. That means when they're playing, you want them to lose. But again, Dallas plays Philly on Sunday. It's not like I'm going to sit there and go, fly, Eagles, fly. That's that's not going to come out of my mouth. And yet, I will say, I hope Philadelphia wins this game, and I will watch it to see if Philadelphia wins the game. I, I don't like Philly's fans. Like, it's a lot like Green Bay for me. Okay. I don't like Philly's fans, but I really enjoy the way they play. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. The, I like Jalen Hurts. The tush push is a little overrated, but Jalen Hurts in general is a yeah, joy to watch. What yes. do they say? Jalen Hurts can squat as much as most offensive linemen. Like, he doesn't need a tush push. He can run over most of the, these guys. No doubt about it. So, again, the opening topic today stems from Chiefs Packers down the stretch where the officials just decided that they were going to screw everybody. Let her go. It was yep. an equal opportunity mistake fest is what it was. So I thought about, boy, there are fans cheering against each team, hoping that the officials don't help either one. And they really didn't, or did they? We could have a debate on that. But it stemmed the topic. Who are the two teams? Because most people know they're one. Who are the two teams that you cannot stand to see successful? We've covered the NFL. What's next? Well, let's go with the NBA, because I think you and I talked about how this is as difficult as any of them, because frankly... 
the Timberwolves lost to everybody for so long. There were all kinds of teams you didn't like. Yeah. And uh, now that they're better, you have to kind of look around and say, okay, who don't I want them? Well, to? and that's who a fantastic point because it used to be, you know, there are rivalries out there and it was different for us because until 1989, Minnesota didn't have a team. So we had to establish different rivalries. So there's not as much history here of they've burned Minnesota because I'm not old enough to have, you know, witnessed this play, but we talked about Dallas just a moment ago. Viking fans of a certain generation could say, I'm still not over Drew Pearson, and I get it. Yep. And Vikings Packers goes without saying. NBA is different because you're right. Minnesota hasn't been good enough to have a rival that you Correct. don't want to see successful. So I had to go old school here. I enjoy this team now because there's been documentaries and shows about them, and the, the style of play was awesome. But I was a Celtics fan. So I didn't like the Lakers ever. Listen to you. In that era. But... I started to like them with Kobe and Shaq a little bit because that was fun to watch. Now, because we're doing this present day, super easy to dislike the Lakers because it's just the LeBron show and I'm tired of it. Yeah, I am tired of that. I don't dislike the Lakers, though. The The team that I dislike. Well, because you loved Showtime Lakers. I, I did. Yeah. Uh, I dislike, if I'm a Boston fan, you're going to know who I dislike. And I can't stand the Knicks. I couldn't stand the Knicks when Ewing was there because it was plod, 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 throw it into Ewing, boom. Mark Jackson doing the shuffle or the shimmy. It's like, oh, Lord, have mercy. I don't like this team. Um, but the So the, the Knicks are your number one? The Knicks are my okay. number one. Spoiler alert, that's my number two for slightly different reasons. Because I did enjoy the Knicks with Ewing and John Starks. I even enjoyed them to a certain extent with Allen Houston, Sprewell. You know, those games against the Heat, those games against the Pacers, those were awesome. However, how long ago was that? That was, we're bordering on 25 to 30 years ago with relevant games featuring the Knicks. Well, the national media can also kind of force you to dislike a team because they just keep talking about them. The New York Knicks, thanks mostly to Spike Lee, still get mentioned plenty when it comes to NBA coverage. And I don't understand why, because the relevance of the New York Knicks. Now, I hear the building is gorgeous. I've never been in Madison Square Garden. I've been outside it once. And it was right after we left Grand Central Station on a trip in New York. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to do my version of hightailing it to my destination so fast. It was kind of like when Clark Griswold in vacation goes, look, kids, Big Ben. My wife had to go, look, there's Madison Square Garden. And I went, where? And we were yep, past it. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, I had a chance to get into it most of the way. Um, it was There was a Liberty game the day I was there. So they let me, with a security guy, walk in. But there was no tour that day because they had a game going on. But it's it's pretty nice. It's a pretty nice place. But it is not, you know, the Taj Mahal. The second team. I'm really interested in to hear who the second team you you just. Well, mine was like. Lakers and Knicks. Oh, you said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so mine, you weren't interested because you weren't listening when I was telling you. But so, go ahead. So mine is New Orleans and the it's Pelicans. New, it's New Orleans because give me a break. Can we quit talking? I mean, the, the Pelicans, Zion... Is it because of the Zion overkill? Zion isn't playing. Let's okay. just start with that. All right, so I'll give you that one, but, but they, here's, here's but, why I can't put them on there. I like Brandon Ingram. But see, here's the thing. You hear Brandon Ingram in the same breath as you hear the guy from um, um, your team, from Boston. Jason you, Tatum? Yes, you hear okay. you hear his, his name, breath with Jokic. By the way... And it's like, he isn't at that level. By the way, radio is not a visual medium, but you just called the Celtics my team, and granted, I responded, so you're not wrong, but what am I wearing today? You, you do have a blue jersey. I was say, my team, I'm wearing a Timberwolves oh. quarter zip. My team resides in Minnesota. My 1A resides significantly east of there. Yes, yes, yes. But the, the New Orleans overplay, it drives me insane. Like, I will, like I've told you, I listen to the NBA every night, and um, I, I won't. I'll go to sleep without it uh, if New Orleans is playing. I can't stand the fawning. You know, oh, Zion, if he was only here, do you know how good this team would be? Well, there is Brandon that. Brandon Ingram yeah, is Yeah, there's a lot of like, can oh. you just imagine. But at the same time, I guess the reason that I don't fall into their dislike is because I look at a Brandon Ingram and I go, can you imagine if he played in a market where they care about the NBA? Because I don't feel like New Orleans does. You know what he'd be? He'd be a solid number two. But, it depends. Like, but think about if he played where – would that number two get attention? If right. he's, if in he's a solid Le NBA market. If, if LeBron retires or goes to wherever his son goes and AD gets a Robin, which would be ironic because where did AD used to play? Or where should he play? Right. Imagine if Brandon Ingram was a Laker, he would be a huge deal. Would he? Yes. Because you got, yes. You got the, the, the guard that can score. You got the center who likes to be uh, LeBron's backup. 
I mean, here's here's the only reason that I'm going to tell you absolutely yes, because don't forget when D'Lo joined the Lakers and Malik Beasley and all these Timberwolves that became Lakers, all of a sudden they were a big deal. When they were on Minnesota, okay, it was who the bleep are these guys? Market. No different when you go from the Pelicans to the Lakers. Same idea. Yeah, no, you're right. If he goes Thank to you. a Wait, big say market. That, say that first part again. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. If he goes to a big market that's covered yep. all the time yep. nationally, he's going to be a big deal like Mitchell Robinson is for the yep. for the Knicks. Oh, boy, this center that can't score a lick, but holy uh, cow, can how he about, rebound. How about Rui Hachimura? Yeah. Nobody hardly knows how to say it, but he plays for who? So people know who he is. <laughs> and one of our guests is going to have all kinds of guys that get right. extra, we extra almost, covered. We almost should have done the NBA last, just just going in to CGO Suchiku, who joins us at 1030. But two down, two to go. we got to hustle. Where to next for our hatred segment? All right, let's segment. go to the really easy one. Let's go to the NHL. We've talked about this a little bit ahead of time. I think time. mine are going to surprise you. My number one is super easy because Norm Green still sucks. Yeah, my number one is easy as well. I, if they never win another game, I'm good. Right. There was one time where I could stomach rooting for the Dallas Stars. And it was, what, after they left because they still had, quote, our guys. And then they had Hull, Langenbrenner, and Derek Plant. And they won a Stanley Cup. Cool with that. Ever since, forget it. Yeah, nope. I, I respect our guys. Nope. If they, uh, The fact that they won it, I just kind of turned off the NHL for a bit. Uh, the second team, though, for me, and it, it took me a second because there's a lot of who cares in the, in the NHL as right. far as, you know, because I was so disconnected for a while. Uh, it's Vegas. Like again, can we stop with the? Oh, you should. You got to be there for their entrance. Their entrance is awesome. This is a good team. And yes, Timmy Madsen just turned our show off right now because yep. he made a segment out of that for us once. Yep, Timmy Madsen listens. I think every so often, and Timmy knows my feelings on Vegas. It's like I'm over it. So right. Vegas would be my other team. All right, my number two is going to bug you because you love this team. My number two is a team that the Wild lost to last night. It's the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, I like Edmonton. I know. I told you. You like this team. You're not going to enjoy this. But for me, it's a couple things. You know how the Green Bay Packers, they conveniently overlook their terrible era. And even when they were bad, they would say, yeah, but how many Super Bowls you got? Because we got this one and this one and this one and whatever. Well, the Edmonton Oilers, when Gretzky was there, they were phenomenal. No question about it. And then for a long time, they weren't. Why? Because you got the number one pick almost every damn year. Yeah. And you took advantage of that and you've turned it into a pretty good roster now. But they're still not very good. Connor McDavid is unbelievable. Dreisaitl is unbelievable. Uh, Nugent Hopkins is unbelievable. This team as a group is not. And I'm just kind of tired of it because they're the Edmonton Oilers because they were great in the 1980s. Who cares? But here's the question about Edmonton. Um, I don't think the people of Edmonton feel like they're the greatest thing of all time. Like the people of Edmonton are throwing their hands up in the air like, well, what in the heck do we got to do with this team? Everybody, you know, the the... The NHL Network loves McDavid for yeah, uh, for, obvious for obvious reasons, reasons. and and I like him too. I, I wish it's kind of like the Dallas Cowboy individuals we just talked about. I wish he had a different sweater on. If it wasn't for Brock Nelson and Anders Lee, I would tell you it's exactly the same thing the Islanders have going on. Like, don't you remember how good we were? Right. So in 1984, yes, yes I do. We not who knocked off that Gretzky team. Let's just find out who that was. The North Stars of '91 yeah. bumped off that Gretzky. They, team. they did. They did. All right. So we have to be quick. So the last so one. MLB is, is where we go to finish. Major League Baseball. And for me, it's simple. One and two. Just I'm going to say socks, and you can flip them whichever direction you want. So tell me though, if you had to, if you had to decide, if you had to choose, don't try to say those simultaneously because it just came out like Phil Collins singing Susu Studio. But if you had to choose. If red or white, who's one and two? If it's Boston is any good and ESPN has all of a sudden become the team of Boston Red Sox, it's Boston. Um, but for the most part, it's the White Sox. Though I just the White Sox have this this little engine that could wanna be thing where, you know, well, we could be the Yankees. We have unlimited resources. Right. We could do all kinds of things, and they suck again. Um the Red Sox at least did that for a while. And um and, you know, we get to listen to the Ortiz thing. We get to listen to all this other stuff with right. the Red Sox. So depends on which way the wind is blowing. Well, it's one of those. And two. what did I tell you right away? You told me you're not going to like my baseball segment because I'm going to bring up Boston. And I said, and I'm going to tell you, you've just never been to Fenway before. Because I understand what it's like to, you know, either roll your eyes at Boston or not give them a second thought. Because I wasn't a huge fan of them either. And then I took a couple trips to Fenway and I went, oh, well, this is a different kind of party, and this is a different kind of passion that this fan base has. You know, it affected you... my wife a lot more than me because my wife actually 
clapped for the Red Sox against the Twins, and I gave her the death stare, and that was the last time she did that. So here's my exa- another example for the Red Sox. Dwight Evans. Yeah. Dwight Evans in is all these people out east are like, Dwight Evans should be in the Hall of Fame. I watched Dwight Evans' entire career. Like he's like he'd be in the Hall of Fame now because he was okay. He could hit a lot. He played good well, again, defense. He Harold played Baines really, changed really all of it. Defense. There's a lot of guys that could be in the Hall of Fame now. And so it's, you know, one of those and you hear about it so often. And so it's like, okay, whatever. So the Red Sox and the White Sox, depending on which way the wind's blowing, one and two. All right, so I struggled with this, and we were talking it out before the show because I said there were different eras of my life where the villain kind of changed. Because growing up, it was, for me, the Oakland A's. Because yeah. when the Twins were good, the team that either was a little bit better or was nipping at their heels was the Oakland A's. Well, you're not going to say that now. No, you feel bad for them Right, now. because there's no bigger charity case, if you will, in Major League Baseball than the Oakland A's or whatever's left of them because yeah. – you may not like Vegas for hockey, but you're going to have to learn to at least accept them for baseball sooner than later. They should play in the sphere. That would be cool. Right. And then for a while, the Detroit Tigers were kind of a big deal. I mean, there was the 87 American League Championship Series. There was the infamous game 163. Now, to be fair, there was the White Sox the year before who beat us in a 163. I told you when I disliked the White Sox, my number one reason was Hawk Harrelson. Yeah. Watching a White Sox broadcast was... Developing a migraine in the process. Can't necessarily do that anymore. I guess I'll give the White Sox number two. My number one, I wish Dave Hoops was with me because he'd tell me, well, don't even say it because why? Who cares about the Yankees? Yeah, I don't dislike the Yankees. The fact that we can't beat them is... in. in I used to love them because when they picked up players from other teams, they picked up the right fits. Now they just buy everybody's best player. They're doing it again in this past week. See, before they did the Jeter stuff where they just picked up, they, this is what they did. You know, you went and got Reggie. You went and got, you know, all these well, the, the Chambliss. Tim, you the got all Tim Raines, Paul O'Neill, Tino right. teams. That was awesome. So Now it's that, that Giancarlo was, and Soto, and forget it. But that was the exception. Like that, those years with Jeter was the exception. Right. Because they did what they're doing. Like, what did uh, their general manager call it? This is the Death Star Yankees again where they just go get whatever they need to get and try to outpower you. But the the Yankees, for me, have just always been good, like in whatever. It's the Yankees. These are, But the, have they? Because there was that stretch in the 80s and 90s. Right, Don Mattingly's prime, they were a fourth-place team. Yeah, no, that's true. And they were a fourth-place team two years ago. Now they're going to put Aaron Judge in center field. They're going to have to beat you right. bloody because their outfield defense is going to be okay at best. At best, okay. Right. Again, when they go by, because baseball allows this, I can't sit there and say, so you know, college football. you can't spend all this money because that's just jealousy. We talked about how much of our yep. dislike is jealousy. The Yankees spend. My favorite team doesn't. Notice I inserted the word favorite, Dave Sinekin. I didn't call them my team. My favorite team doesn't spend like the Yankees. That's too bad. But when they were buying pieces that fit to their puzzle, that was kind of cool. You look at Jeter's, you know, captain documentary yep. on ESPN and it was like, Man, I forgot they had him too. What a perfect fit. What a perfect fit. Now they're just buying the best player that honed his skills somewhere else. Yeah. And I think it's because in the years that they played with homegrown talent, they haven't sniffed a World Series in 15 years. All right. Serious question now. Um, you have a Team 1 and a Team 1A. I have a Team 1 and a Team 1A. And how much of your thoughts went into, and I don't like when they beat my Team 1A either. Like I was like Milwaukee. And then I was like, well, they don't even play in the American League anymore, Dave. But it's because... They always play the Twins, and then they play the Cardinals all the time. Right. Well, for me, I didn't do as much of that as I thought, and I'm actually kind of proud of it because, for one, Minnesota sports, it doesn't matter who. They could lose to anybody, so I didn't factor that in too much. But I'm actually proud of myself because I usually could have said, just like the Packers, I don't want the Brewers to be successful. I don't want the Bucks to be successful because it just allows Packer fans to pretend that they care about something else. Newsflash, they don't, so I don't care anymore. <laughs> All right, so we don't hate anything about the rest of this show. It is very guest-filled. The Luth Marshall girls basketball coach, CJ Osuchiku, he's next. Stick around. We'll be right back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is not my birthday, not for quite some time, but our next guest has a birthday. 
Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. We are the Northland Sports Page. Dave, we talk about our ages quite often, and you tell me how young I am compared to you. I'll tell you what, our next guest is turning just, just the big 3-0 today. Oh, well, it's a good just number. Just a young pup. It's it's one of those numbers you remember because there are very few after 21 that matter. 30 is usually one because that's uh, that's kind of the turn into adulthood. Do you know what I mean? I agree with you. I feel like they start to respect your opinion. I know I like to play the soundbite. I'm a man. I'm 40. You could dub in 30 as well because suddenly it seems like, oh, you've been around a while. You're 29. Oh, you're just a baby. You're 30. Oh, you've been here. Yeah, now he's an old grizzled coach. Right, he's got he's now you got to CJ got to get the gray flex going on, so now you can look like very established. All right, so we're aging him perhaps unfairly, but let's bring him in so he can defend himself or at least enjoy his birthday. Duluth Marshall girls basketball coach CJ Osuchiku. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks Absolutely, having me. happy birthday! And I know for you, the greatest gift perhaps is you get to spend the entire day watching basketball. What a day for you! Yeah, it's going to be a fun day. So you are in Cloquet. Tell us about what's happening because, again, if you're a fan of basketball, there's plenty there today. Yeah, so every year they have a thing called the Lake Superior Conference where all the teams come together at one one location, and it's usually Cloquet, Hermantown, or Superior. Um, and then they just have a slot of different games that teams compete against. Um you no, know, the first game started at well it starts in thirty minutes at eleven. Denfield plays Proctor and then we're right after at twelve forty five we play we play Hermantown. So yeah, and then a couple more games after us. You know, it's interesting, CJ, it's not just basketball you're watching, it's really good basketball. Like there's a lot of talent up here. Yeah, it's a lot of it's, there's there's some there is some talent up here and the the talent is kinda young, so it'll be interesting to see how these kids progress as they get older. I love that you said that they're young because they really are because you've got one of the best eighth graders perhaps in the country. Denfeld's got a good eighth grader. East starts three, potentially four freshmen. We've talked about with Deami Starks, the talent up here has been good for a while, and it's going to stay that way because the kids that are good now, the torch got passed at a pretty darn young age. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 cool to see that um, – a lot of coaches too are kind of like changing their 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 style of you know if you're a junior senior you play varsity if you're in ninth and tenth grade you play JV where you know now it's starting to turn a little bit where you're starting to see these older kids these younger kids playing up which is cool to see. Absolutely, it is. Let's talk about some of these younger kids. Let's put names to the notoriety. I said you've got one of the best eighth graders perhaps in the country. And then you've got a junior that feels like she's been playing basketball for 20 years already. Talk to me about your two biggest forces on the floor, Chloe Johnson and Regan Juniman. Yeah, I mean, um, Chloe had, I think, you know, Chloe's always, it's different with Chloe. I've been knowing her since, like, she was in first grade. So I've seen, like, the actual, like, real progress with her and how much she's gotten better over the years. And just to kind of see her jump from, a non-shoe circuit to literally the best basketball like in the world for high school and her to play at a high level was kind of amazing to really see. Um, and then Regan, I've been knowing Regan since she was in sixth grade, so I got to see when she didn't even know how to dribble, shoot, or jump stop, and now, you know, she's turned herself into a Division One basketball player. So it's kind of cool to just to see their progress and seeing them mature and get better each year. I would agree with that, specifically with Regan. And ironically, the nickname that I first bestowed Jim Rat to was another player who played for you. Maritza Harris just loved to live in the gym. But Regan Juniman really does live in the gym. It seems like early in the morning, late at night, and then, of course, practices and games. Good luck finding Regan not on a basketball court. Yeah, I mean, if she's not on a basketball court, she's at a farm doing her farm work or riding horses. Um but yeah, she she is a thousand percent a gym rat, and she loves being in a gym. So talk about your schedule a little bit, because last week we had Chad Greenway on, and the purpose was, for the most part, to talk Vikings football. But we all know Chad has two daughters that are very active at Providence Academy, one of the best teams, if not the best team in Class 2A. But the top three, in whatever particular order you want to put them in, seem to be Providence, Albany, and Duluth Marshall. You've already played Albany, so you're giving challenges to your kids. 
Yeah, I mean, our schedule, this is probably the hardest schedule we've had uh, um, since I've been here, like, just competition-wise. Like, we played played Albany really early, which was good for us to see a team. Like, you know, that team has been in the state championship game last three out out of the last four years. They've won it once, lost to Providence, uh, and now they're all seniors. So it it was cool to see um, that group up person and live because we've never really got to play them at all um and just for the girls to kind of see what an elite team like really looks like um so like that was that was a real eye-opener for us I, I would say out of 36 minutes we played good for 20 and teams like that you can't you got to play good all 36 minutes to even stay in the game I was gonna say um, they'll so bury I, you if you take any stretches off right a hundred a hundred and ten percent um so yeah and then we play Providence at the Christmas tournament which will be very entertaining, um, um, and the girls are excited. We're we are we're excited. Uh, we haven't played Providence since they beat us in the state tournament when Maddie was in seventh grade. To kind of see her progress, um, and you and you know we talked about Providence being the number one team in two A. They're arguably the best team in the whole entire state. Um, so like they they're they're really good. Uh, you know they beat Hopkins last year. They beat BSM this year. So, I mean, they beat all the number one teams at every level. They beat MIB by 40 or 50 last year. So, like, they've shown that they can play with anybody at any level. And so it's going to be a really good test for us. And we got other teams like that on our schedule with Holy Angels and, and Becker and and quality, quality programs and many ha So, like, we're excited to get this season rolling. No doubt about that. Let's talk about the rest of your team because you talk about that schedule and everybody on it is probably going to game plan to stop Chloe, stop Regan. So that means somebody else is going to have to step forward. Ada Scafty might be the old lady on the team because she's she's been around the program the longest, but you've got some other pieces, correct? Yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of people don't know this. Like last year we shot like 42% from three This as a team. This year we're shooting about like 46 um, we're, we're shooting, we're really shooting the crap out the ball. I mean, right now we have, I think, is it five or five kids averaging anywhere between six and 11. Um, so like we do have a lot more kids producing and each and, and, uh, every other night, um, there's going to be a, a kid that, that is in double figures. So it, it's cool to, to see that, uh, people like Anna, sorry, Ada Scafty, uh, Mariah and Morgan Lucero, uh, Paige Norman. So it's cool to see those girls, um, depending on the game, whoever's hot to step up and, and, and score and contribute. You know, CJ, uh, thanks, first of all, again, for spending a couple minutes on your birthday uh, visiting with us. But, you know, we were watching the Timberwolves the other day, and we keep hearing that the reason they are where they are is because of their defensive acumen. Could you tell us a little bit about the defensive play? We talk all the time about your scorers. How about the defensive play on your team? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we're trying to make our team more defensive-oriented. I think all my teams I've ever coached have been high-level scoring teams just because of the way we play. Um, I know these last two years we've been trying to lock in more, especially this year, and I think we're doing a – we are. I don't think we are doing a better job. We have a lot of work to do. But just being in the passing lanes more, uh, having more tips and deflections, um, getting more steals to lead into layups and just try to stay out the half court as much as possible. But I also think the shot clock is helping us with that too this year. Um, so we're so, so far we've been, we've been pretty good and we got to still got a lot of work to do, but, uh, I'm proud of like where we're at right now. I'm glad you mentioned the shot clock because it gave me a perfect segue because you do have that high octane offense and, the shot clock does seem to favor teams that play like that, and those that try to slow down the tempo obviously can't do it to as large of a degree as they used to. What do you think of the implementation of the shot clock in the handful of games you've played so far? I mean, we haven't we haven't had a violation. I think the I think the 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 clock has gotten down for us when our varsity girls are in to maybe fourteen. Wow, or twelve. So tempo is key for you. Yeah, so, like, it hasn't really, like, affected us at all. Um, you know, with us now causing so much ball havoc in the front court and then for them to try to get it across half and then for them to set up a play and just to do all those things, um, it's cool to to 
see a shot. Like our goal is not to let anybody get in their sets until that like 18 second mark, right? So if we can run almost 17 to 18 seconds off the clock before a team can set up, I think we've done our job. Um, and so like that's that's just the ball pressure we're trying to implement, and then we just have to understand the help, like help, help has to help, right? So you're playing like that defensively, you are, you are going to get beat. People are going to blow by you, right? But help has to hope. The help has to help, and so like that's just the biggest thing. We're just we just have to get out of our head is just fully do that and just put back into play and rotate and do those things. I agree with you. I can tell you one thing I like about the shot clock is it makes the 10-second call a lot easier for the refs to make. You just look up at 35, and if they get to 25 and they haven't crossed half court yet, you better blow that whistle. We've seen a handful of those as well. Ball pressure, you talked about that. Yep, yep, for sure. So one thing I want to talk about with all the players going to the next level, unfortunately some sad news for a player from Duluth Marshall at the next level, Gianna Neepkins, this season is done already. Yeah, it was really... It was super sad to see and and hear. So hopefully the medical red shirt could come her way. Is that what we're hearing? Yeah, yeah. So she'll get her year back. Uh, she she was one game away from being over like that thirty percent mark. Um. So super happy about that with her and and her and able to get her year back. We actually we made like a team video, just kind of saying, "Hey, get well soon. Uh, wish you nothing but the best." Um, hopefully everything pans out for you. Hopefully, um, you know, your surgery goes well, things like that. She really enjoyed that. Um, she's not in the best spirits, but she's in good, she's in good, she's in good spirits. And, um, I know she was super pumped because this week, well, today, actually, yeah, today they play South Carolina. So nice. Well, that segues nicely. You're throwing me easy segues today. My last one is this. What do you feel about the growth of the women's game in general or the girls' game at the prep level? Because to me, it is massive. I can tell you that there are a lot more people that would like to watch Paige Beckers at UConn, South Carolina, Gianna if she was playing at Utah. You know, everything that everybody's doing. Caitlin Clark is the reason that people come out to games in Big Ten country to me. People are choosing that over plenty of mainstream men's sports these days. Are you loving the growth of the game in general? Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool to see. Um, I think women, in, I think women in general have been have been um, pumped up to finally get this recognition. And I think people like Paige and 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 Caitlin Clark and Angela Reese, like those are the girls that have opened that segue for everybody. So it's really cool for that to happen, and I'm glad it's happening. I'm glad you took some time with us. Dave hit it the best, CJ. You took time on your 30th birthday to spend it with us. Happy birthday. Good luck against Happy the birthday, Hawks. Happy birthday, man. And I know we'll talk soon. I'll probably text you before the day's out. All right. Thank you, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely. That is Duluth Marshall girls basketball coach, CJ Osuchiku. It's a holiday for him. It's his birthday. It's a holiday at Hoops Brewing as well. Dave is next. Stick around. We'll be right back. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Absolutely it is. Welcome back to the Northland Sports page. It's also the most wonderful time for a beer at Hoops Brewing today. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. Dave Hoops is right around the corner. I'm Brian Prudhomme. He's Dave Cook. He's going to tell you about all our great sponsors. Yeah, let's start with OAR Holding. Uh, Kraus Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer in northeastern Minnesota. Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing. Sammy's Pizza. The Blackwoods Group, including their locations on Tavern on the Hill, downtown here at Blackwater, in Two Harbors, in Proctor, and on London Road, Avenue 45, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resort, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Comfort Systems of Duluth, and Mike Regan from Christensen Group Insurance. So again, we appreciate all of our sponsors. Dave, we consider them part of the Northland Sports Page family, as we call it. There are also other members of said family, as in folks that have been on the mic with us before. Yes. Like Walk Harris, like Topher Davis. I texted both of them today, and I said, Happy holidays, gentlemen. Today is a holiday. If you know, you know. And they did, because it is Cherry Ale release day at Hoops Brewing, and those two, despite being 
thousands of miles from us still look forward to that as well. I can only imagine that Dave Hoops does too, because he knows I do. Dave Hoops, good morning, sir. Uh, good morning, guys, and um, thanks for wishing those guys happy holidays. Same to you two and everybody else. Well, yes, and my, my first favorite holiday is here today because I tell you I have Denfeld Hockey Today against Orno on this station at 2 o'clock, and immediately after, my first order of business is Hoops Brewing because today's the day. Yeah, it's it's really good. You know, every year it tastes a bit different depending on the harvest. And we bought even more, maybe 15% more, only one batch this year, more fruit. And it's just so robust and full and cherry-centric city. It's really good. Absolutely. So the early reviews are going to be positive, no doubt. You mentioned just one batch this year. There was a lot more last year because I think I was drinking it still in March. But this year it'll be an even higher demand. So I won't say get it while it's hot because nobody wants hot beer, but get it quickly, right? Yep, yep, for sure. Every year we release it on this day, and typically it's gone in the first week of January. But, you know, you never know. But that's around the ballpark. So, again, Cherry Ale is here along with many other delicious beers available at Hoops Brewing. Buy what they are selling because we're going to play buy or sell in just a couple minutes. But a little bit more about the brewery first. Seems like there's always something going on, and maybe with my obsession in counting down to Cherry Ale, I haven't touched on this as much, but there's still been Vinyl Night. From what I understand, trivia still goes strong. You've got something just about every day of the week, correct? Yep, trivia on Monday. Cribbage, it's been years now. Every Tuesday, Tuesday night yep. uh, for a tournament. Ping pong on Wednesday, and then yes. And, and the spinning and the record night has become great. I'm actually spinning on the 21st nice. Thursday. Uh, Christmas music, holiday music. That's my deal. Very nice. It'll All right, fun. so since Dave Cook doesn't get to do his life-altering questions today, you just kind of gave me one. You're going to be spinning Christi- Christmas music. What is your favorite Christmas song out there? Because... For me, yeah. with your bump in today, it was Andy Williams' most wonderful time of the year because the message is correct. That's probably not my favorite. What is it for you? Um, I really like the, I don't know if you've heard of this band. They're called the Ravenettes, and yeah. they're a bit of a, like a surfy type of band. They have a song called The Christmas Song, which is just about the best thing ever, and it's a bit of a surf beat behind it, but it's poignant and melodic, and it's my favorite one. Nice. Dave Cook, what about you? You're kind of our music aficionado. For me, it depends on who's doing what song. Oh, my gosh. we have Dana has, I've told you, she has a Christmas playlist of well over a 1,000 songs. So we hear just about everything all the time. But there's a band that I enjoy called the Reverend Horton Heat. Yeah. And and the Rev does We Three Kings, uh, and it's, it's pretty good. Nice. So for me, if Pentatonix is doing Little Drummer Boy... That's right up there for me. Can we just stop with pentatonics for a while? Too much overkill? Oh, my Lord. But that one is one of the best. Yes. Um, Wonderful Christmas time. Paul McCartney is one of the best. Um, Harry Connick Jr., it must have been old Santa Claus, is underrated for me. I was actually playing that this morning. How about Merv's song about Duluth? Like Christmas Christmas City. City. If we could get Christmas Cities on iTunes, I'd be really pleased. It is the one song, Dana, that's not on her playlist that she really wants. So somebody do that. A lot of people don't know this, but you'll probably hear it as an intro or an outro in our shows to come. I introduced you to Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. I have heard that now, yeah. That one gets you going a little bit different, a little different taste for that Absolutely. one. But, but Christmas music is fun. Playing buy or sell is fun. We're going to let Dave Hoops do that with us today. And we're going to let Dave Hoops choose the order, so pressure's off Dave Cook a little bit today. But here's how the game works. I'm going to give a statement for the NBA, the NHL, the NFL, and MLB. Dave Hoops is going to tell me what order to go in with those. And if you buy the statement I'm saying, you say buy and you tell me why. If you disagree, that means you're selling the statement I'm saying. And then you tell me why. So Dave Hoops, where would you like to start today in buy or sell? And you've played this before. Welcome back. Why? Thank you. Um, Considering it's the big giant um, in-season tournament championship day, let's start with the NBA. Perfect segment because the NBA in-season tournament will end tonight with a champion. I asked you guys this at the beginning. It was the last time Dave Hoops played. I said, is this tournament a good idea? I'm going to switch it a little bit. Buy or sell, now that you've seen it, that this was a well-done event by the NBA. Dave Hoops, you can go first. Thank you. Uh, I'm 100% buying. Um, It's been fun to see the players get involved in it. I've got problems with their tie break. That needs to be changed. It should not be a point differential. It made for ugly games and a little bit of 
uh, questionable play. Uh, they need to tweak that uh, tie break. Otherwise, I think it's great. And I wish the Wolves had gotten further in it, and I think they should have. Because if the tie breaks were different, they would have. S- that's my opinion. I'm going to sell, Brian. Um, I think that um, it has drawn some attention. Yeah. But I think it's a gimmick. And, For sure. Um, I also... I'm not sure the NBA didn't know it was, but go ahead. Uh, I, but see, here's the thing. I don't know how many more eyes it drew because... These are just games that were on a schedule, right? Like it, it. Nobody really said, "Hey, tournament time." It was like, "Oh, wait a minute now." When Sacramento played San Antonio, that was a play. That was one of those tournament games, right? I mean, nobody knew about it until it was the day after when they got the score on the right. score. And so I, I, I don't know. It it fired up LeBron. How about that? It did. It did. It maybe a little fire into the Lakers a little bit, but we'll see. So you guys both make excellent points, and I'm kind of on the fence because I'm going to buy that it's probably a cool event for the league, but I'm going to sell the way they set it up because this is just a tournament between who played really well on Tuesdays and Fridays, the way that they counted what was a tournament game and what wasn't. Here's what I would do to redo it next year and make it a little bit better. And it's fun as a Timberwolves fan to be able to say this because I didn't even think we'd be in a position where we can whine that we're not in it and we deserve to be. We didn't think we'd be at that point. But this tournament down the stretch was minus some of the best records in the league, mm-hmm. Timberwolves included. So here's what I would do. If you really want to do a tournament, you set a time frame in which you play it, not days of the week. You set like a week or yeah, two where you play that it. That would have made a difference. And you take the top eight records in the league and you let them have a tournament. Then you take the next eight records in the league and you let them have a tournament and so on and so forth. So you bracket it off. So everybody's still playing in a tournament. It's just kind of, and hockey fans will shudder. It's kind of tier one and tier two. Round robin. No, but I, th- I think if you set it up like the NBA, like the NCAA tournament, and you did it in a in a week, week and a half period, and then you had your final four in the Sphere in Vegas, um, I think it's a whole different thing. Right. But I'm just saying that that final four should feature the four best records right now in the NBA. So the Timberwolves, Oklahoma City should be there. They're both not. A lot more exciting. If you were yeah. Team 32 against Team 1, you'd have the upsets. You'd do the NCAA thing. But, I mean, you can't have random games and say, oh, that one. There but I will yesterday. say this. The Timberwolves look genius because they didn't make it, so they got awarded extra games to even out the schedule. They got games against bad teams, and they're going to pile up wins. Okay, that's also dumb. Right, but, but okay. they have to play the same amount of right. games in the no, regular season. No, so I got you. I got you. That's part of the weirdness, yes. All right, one down, three to go. Dave Hoops, the three leagues remaining. Everything but the NBA. Where would you like to go? Let's go to the NHL. All right, NHL, Dave Hoops' wheelhouse, but he's not the biggest wild fan in the world. Maybe there is 1A after the Sharks. But So Topher Davis and I text a lot, more than people know, talking text more than people know. We're on a text with Dave Cook where we repeatedly call John Hines Jack Adams every time he wins. Well, now he's lost two in a row. By yourself, the John Hines honeymoon period is already over. By the way, Dave Cook looks confused. John Hines is the wild coach. No, I got that. Okay. But why are you naming him after the beer guy in, in uh, Boston? That would be Sam Adams. Oh, sorry. Wrong guy. Jack Adams would be the coach of the year award. Got it. My bad. Dave Hoops, go ahead. Please get me out of this. Uh, I'm buying. I, I think that um, they need a you know a, a name coach and somebody that will draw some interest, uh, just like Garen has been a name GM. That's my idea. That's an interesting point because I agree a hundred percent. I just think he's a placeholder. Um, I th- I think that his mindset with the way the Wild have been playing, it, what he said after the Vancouver game is, yeah, well. They match, They did a real good job of stopping us what we do well. Well, guess what? Other teams are going to start doing the same thing. Got to figure it out now with Brodeen out. It's not going to help him. And so, yeah, I think we'll have a new coach next year. Well, I'll tell you what, with Brodeen out, we talked about in the Chiefs-Packers game, the officials missing some calls. Holy smokes, was a call missed in the wild game last night. And I try not to be that guy. And my hockey IQ is lower than my IQ in some other sports. But that just looks strange. And Dave, oops, you might get a chuckle out of this. Stop me if you've heard it, but Evander Kane got away with one. Shocking, I understand that. But yeah, this this is going to be different with the Wild responding to adversity now because everything since Hines had been here had, had been coming up roses. Now it hasn't. I'm going to buy that the honeymoon period's over too because the things they did in these losses were the same things they did when they were losing under Dean Evison as well. So two down, two to go. Where to next, Dave Hoops? MLB. All right. He's I'm so glad that you went this way. Twins. Because I'm going to ask Nick Nelson of Twins Daily this in about five, six minutes. So the Twins offseason 
really hasn't had anything. In fact, it's had, I think, exactly nothing. Buy or sell, you're okay with that because it doesn't look like the rest of their division is doing anything either. I'm buying that. Um, I'm pretty comfortable with the starting rotation, the way it could look, even without Sonny. And, um, you know, they say that the Twins aren't going to spend a lot of money on, you know, extra payroll and stuff. But you just made my point for me. The division is putrid. And there's no reason they won't compete next year. And it'll be great. And maybe they'll get further. So, Brian, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell this. Um, just because your competitors haven't spent, that's no reason for you not to. It's kind of like the financial aid thing. You know, just because your financial aid is less than somebody else's financial aid doesn't mean you're not going to have to pay it back. Right. Um, the the um, twins need to do something. And I am not comfortable with their starting or their starting pitching staff the way it is. The thing I don't want them to do, and, and we'll talk about this with Nick as well, I don't want to blow the entire you know, off-season's uh, budget on, on Lucas, Lucas Giolito. Yeah. Right. And so I don't, Man, we hang out too much. I, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they're going to have to trade somebody and, and cross your fingers that you get Lopez. It's going to be Jorge Polanco. His days are going to be numbered. I yeah, think. I think you're right too, but that's because they've done the right thing and built up enough uh, depth at second base. Right. So they can do that. But so, no, I don't think the fact that they haven't spent is any value at all. All right, so you both make excellent points again. This is the difficulty in going last, but I'm going to buy that it's okay right now because the division is standing pat. Dave Cook makes an excellent point that the Twins are to the point where winning the American League Central probably shouldn't be enough. If you want to go further, do something to get further. Part of the reason I'm buying is they're simply doing what they told us they were going to do. This is the first time that they've been that transparent about we're not spending, and you can blame the poll ads, you can blame whoever you want in the front office, the real blame is Bally. Get yep. that figured out and then do something. Yep. No, you're right about that. All right. So we've got one less one less league to do, one left to do. Dave Hoops, our NFL aficionado, you saved them for last on purpose, didn't you? I, actually, I did. Yep. <laughs> and and the, the NBA was low-hanging fruit because of the game tonight. So yes. thank you for setting me up. No, you did it perfectly. I set it up and you slammed it down just as I hoped you would. So with the NFL... The San Francisco 49ers have now hung 42 points on the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles when they've played them. The Philadelphia Eagles and Dallas Cowboys are getting all the talk this week because they play each other Sunday night. But buy or sell, the San Francisco 49ers look like an obvious Super Bowl favorite. This is great because my friend Craig, Mr. San Francisco 49ers, listening right now. And let's just say, number one, Dallas wins tomorrow okay okay that's my prediction all right and then and the Niners end up with the number one seed and Brock Purdy is the real deal and he quit saying that he's good because his team's so good um yeah I think the Niners would probably be I mean they're not my team but they'd probably be in my top two NFC Super Bowl favorites yep Brock Purdy is good 100 percent because his team is good because you throw him in Carolina and he's the last pick in the NFL um, all right. Anyways, uh, beyond that, um, I, I think here's the deal with San Francisco. I think if I'm a San Francisco fan, I'm a little concerned right now that we are on top of the mountain in week 12. And you just. But that's because you're saying if I'm a San Francisco fan as a Viking fan, you know you'd be concerned if that's 100%. us. 100%. Yeah, well, here's as, as a Vikings fan, here's what I'd say. Right. So we beat down Philly, we beat down Dallas in week 11 and 12. Like, what happens in week 18? Right when we have to play somebody, or week nineteen when we because we got the buy in the first round, all of a sudden. Well, Dallas, what happens when you go Pittsburgh Steelers and you play somebody with three wins and you lose? Well, but I don't think they're going to do that. But if Dallas is motivated or Philly is like fangs bared because they got embarrassed, I'm not sure I want to be San Francisco after being you know top of the mountain halfway through the season because they're not going to be top of the mountain at the end. They're they're going to have to lose some to get back. I'm going to buy that they're absolutely a Super Bowl favorite, and some of it is a battle of attrition because they've beaten the two best quote-unquote teams besides them in the NFC already. The Detroit beat them. Yeah, them. pummeled them. Yeah. And the Detroit Lions don't know how to win yet. The wild card picture in the NFC is a bunch of 500 teams, essentially. It's Packers, baby. And then if you look at the AFC, everybody's doing this now with QB2. I mean, the amount of first-string quarterbacks that have been hurt this year is alarming. And I'll tell you who should be loving that is the San Francisco 49ers because, again, the reason that their season ended with a thud last year 
is because they were on like QB five by the end of the NFC championship game. So this is going to be a matter of who keeps people upright and healthy because, you know, the Bengals have been in a recent Super Bowl. Now they're led by Jake Browning. We've, you know, developed a bit of an affinity towards Josh Dobbs for two weeks and then despised him for two weeks. The Vikings, I hope, get in, but they're not a factor either. When healthy, San Francisco has the best roster in the league. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Yeah, it, I think you're probably right, but I think that there's two teams in the AFC that might argue with that a little bit, and that's Miami and uh, Baltimore. I don't and the Chiefs. Yeah, but I think you can. De- I think you can look at San Francisco and say you are definitely better. But Baltimore wrote the book on quarterback health being a problem. A hundred percent agree with that. And I'll tell you this: the other team, Miami, you talk about a good team that doesn't know how to win. That's them. They're the only team that can score with San Francisco, though. That's the thing. I'll tell you an easy way to win, and that's go down to Hoops Brewing anytime. But starting today, it's the best time of the nope. year to do it. Cherry Ale's available. One more time, Dave Hoops. Tell everybody what to expect down at the brewery this week. Well, go down there now. Uh, Maker's Market's going on. Last week, we were packed the whole day. You can buy great Christmas gifts. And then, yes, get some cherry. And then, of course, we've got this year's Chris Monroe drawn artwork, as we do every year for the crawlers. And it's just outstanding. So a lot of fun, a lot of good stuff. No snow and warm temps. We like this. I do love it. That's beautiful, my man. I will be down there about 5 o'clock tonight. Thanks for playing by yourself. Thanks, Thanks for spending another Saturday with us. We'll talk next week. See you guys next week. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. That is Dave Hoops. We're bumping him out with Cherry Pie. Cherry Pie is the basis for Cherry Ale. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hour one is done. Hour two is next. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.